So I, I, I've even invited several people to come with me. You know, I've never been to Ghana. The only place okay. I've been in Africa is Sierra Leone. So when I okay. speak of Africa, I don't know all of Africa. I only know most of Africa because of what I study. I study a lot. I read a lot. Um, so, but I'm given the opportunity to people that just want to have that, that, you know, have that, um, happen in their life, like to really go see Africa, you know, like I just said, I'm going in, in April of this year. So anyone that wants to go is welcome to contact me. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the show. This is KG Salon Bridging the Gap. Today we have a very special guest and a family member of mine as well. We have Miss Elizabeth Kashu. Miss Kashu, welcome to the show. And please, please give give the audience an introduction. <laughs> hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We got you on oh, the mic good. too. Huh? I said we got you mic'd up too, so yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, thank you for having me as a guest because my name is Elizabeth Korshu. I am the founder and CEO of Nurse Exec Innovations, which is a career coaching brand designed specifically for nurses and healthcare professionals. I also do um, global healthcare consulting for healthcare organizations. I pretty much, I also have a platform which is called Pass the Mic. Yep. So for those of you who are wondering what Pass the Mic is, it's an opportunity for people to come who are visionaries, game changers, and advocates in culture, healthcare, business, technology. I had Kenny on Pass the Mic last week. We talked about Pan-African Connections. Mm -hmm. You actually had my wheels spinning. I'm actually going to mention some things because um, that I thought of when you mentioned about um, bringing on, you know, economical value and jobs and things like that. Um, but yeah, so I've been a nurse for 24 years. I have my master's degree in health administration and community health education, and I'm currently going for my doctoral degree in telehealth um, medicine. And I'm also, I can't forget, I'm a mommy of twin sons. They are 17. They'll be graduating. They're identical. They'll be graduating in June of this year and going off to college. So, woo-woo, I'll, I'll be an investor. Yes, there we go, there we go. Well, like I said, welcome yeah. to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for the introduction. Um, and you said something that we talked about on your show, Pass the Mic. Check out Pass the Mic, y'all. Real great show. Um, we talk about the economic structure, right? So let's start off with that. Let's start off with that. Um, just to give the people a, 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 an update of what we were talking about, can you expand on what we were talking about, about the economic structure? Sure, sure. So when we talked on Pastor Mike, we talked about bringing more jobs to Sierra Leone. Mm -hmm. And as you know, just like you're always thinking, I'm always thinking. And I'm now I'm at a point where I'm needing a, additional assistance, right? Like, I work nine to five. So just now I just got off my nine to five. But in the midst of the nine to five, there's such a thing called virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. And I noticed certain countries like India and Philippines are getting those jobs. So I started actually going online to look up to see where in Africa are those jobs 
being provided. Mm-hmm. And the only place that I did see was in South Africa. But it's not it's not as it's not as well diverse like in in, in India mm-hmm. and um, in Philippines. Yeah. Now I don't know if it's because different parts of the continent speak different languages. Maybe that's why. But I know where we're from. Mostly, you know, there is a dialect of different languages. However, the British rule, so there is some English speaking. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was going to bring it to you because I, I have, I don't know if you realize that. Maybe you don't need it, but I, I have a need. So that's why I'm saying, um, you know, to get a virtual assistant that could, you know, pretty much send my emails, yeah. you know, draft up certain things. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I give them exactly what I need to be, you know, the content on my LinkedIn, on my Instagram, you know, boop, 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 and we're, we're kind of done. Or even stuff that I need to get get over to the graphics person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you yeah. ever hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can hear well. Um, so you're saying, like, these jobs are being offered, but they're more, um, they're actually helping more in, like, India and other places like South Africa instead of the rest of Africa that really needs the help. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. And, and and I guess well, intellectual. I would guess that the reason why it's being more pro- promoted in South Africa is because South Africa is actually getting more industrialized than most of the other countries. And I guess the next the next people that's getting industrialized is Nigeria. So uh-huh. because of the the way the countries have been set up by the British government and all the other people that came and raped it. They have no infrastructure as far as operation and balance. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they're having problems right now with no jobs in most of the 54 countries. Besides South Africa, we're not even going to count South Africa because going to South Africa right now is like going to Harlem. And, you know, you get to see, yeah, you, you get all the trinkets. You know what I'm saying? But the other 54 countries or so are kind of lacking in all of these things, especially jobs. So that's, that's why my main purpose has been to provide jobs. So the other continents, I mean the other countries, I'm starting off with Sierra Leone. So thank, let thank me, you. Let me ask uh-huh. you a quick question. If I'm if I'm online, you know I don't do the Instagram thing mm-hmm. too often. Yeah. Do can my people see that I'm live, or it's only just your yeah, people? Yeah, they can they can see you online. Once you go live, anybody that's friends of yours or myself, they they should be able to see it. Okay. Okay. So this show is um, like the a pan, about the Pan African movement. Our my whole uh, direction is to bring the, um, attention to Black people around the world, to bring attention to Africa, and to put us together as one. Because what we lack is is the the knowledge of each other, which mm-hmm. which create a divide for unity. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So when people find out, like you you were born in Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. Move, we we all you know we all lived in Brooklyn and in Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. What what? How do people react to you after you tell them your background, like of your two parents, like your mother, rest in peace, or auntie, rest in peace, or uncle? Um, when you tell them your mother is from Haiti and your father is from Africa, what what's the reaction you usually receive? How did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? That, that yeah, that's pretty much like I I usually get. Oh, that's that's a combination. That's number one, and number two, I usually get, "How did that happen?" And I'm like, like anybody else, right. and you know, I, I would say growing up as a child, you know, people probably would have said I was very sassy and 
you know, quick, quick with the mouth. Mm -hmm. But I had no choice because some of the commentary that comes out of people's mouths, mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, what is interesting now, now there's, you see the combination more so like, you know, somebody from Nigeria being with somebody from Jamaica, right. somebody, somebody from Sierra Leone being with somebody from Dominican Republic. Like it's, it's common now. Back then it wasn't. Right. So that's kind of, you know, or a lot of times I, I get a lot of questions about, oh, what is it like? And, I, you know, there's a lot of similarities, but there's differences. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I just, I just basically tell people it's a, um, I belong to a melting pot of two wonderful cultures. Right. Basically. Right. So, okay, no, knowing the household from like the households that we come from, and mm. when you went to a, a household that was like both parents were like the quintessential black Americans, what what was the what was the difference between like the two upbringings? Okay, so. Typically, for me, I was navigating amongst three worlds, okay? Mm -hmm. You got to remember, even though I was born here in the United States in Brooklyn, I'm dealing with living up and honoring the culture of Sierra Leone. Mm -hmm. I'm living up and honoring the culture of, um, you know, Haiti. And, and now I'm living up to the culture that I, I have to know because that is what I was born into is America. Right. But, you know, navigating among those three worlds, I'll be honest with you, was what was a whirlwind. Um, however, I'm I don't know too many young little girls or even young boys that would have known how to really handle and deal with it. But I think because not not I think I know because of the parents that I have. Mm -hmm. My father was very strong in his culture and, and telling me, you know, pretty much we come from descendants of kings and queens and and what to expect from there. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, my mother, you know, was like, you know, team 1804. We have Haiti was the first to get their independence. Yeah. You know, even though people want to be like, oh, it's the poorest country. I mean, come on, there's poverty everywhere. There's poverty right here in the United States. Indeed. It's just different levels to it, right? Right. And then you've got Americans where I don't have an accent or, or it depends on who I'm dealing with, right? Yeah. So because I don't have an accent, but because my last name is different like yours, we can't escape it. So it's like, well, what kind of name is that? Right. And I, I used to be like, it comes from the continent of Africa. And it was like, it was almost like a, a, a gut punch or a sucker punch. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, oh my, you know, and then, and then I, I would be like, well, if you want to know more information, you know, ask me, right. you know, but don't come at me with, with negativity. If you, you're going to come at me with negativity, I'm going to meet you with a level of, um, not resistance, but you're going to be met with some, mm -hmm. you're going to met with a, 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 a stiff a sword in your back right and that's pretty much how i was and even even growing up as a child um i remember especially in the high school years i don't know if you remember well you do in the 80s being okay so it's funny now you got coming to america coming out like next month uh -huh. everybody's excited yeah three years ago every, everybody was wakanda wakanda yeah. right yeah 
in the 80s, it was African booty scratcher, Haitian, you know, it was just, it was very, yeah. it was not popular, you know, and you have to really know your roots and know who you Especially are. In, in New York and New Jersey. Yeah. In New York and New Jersey. Yes. And, and I remember specifically, I was in the hallway and these girls were like making fun of these African girls in high school. Mm. And I said, don't do that. And they were like, what do you mean? Don't? I said, you're insulting my culture. They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's my dad's side. So then they were okay with it. They stopped. And then there was some, we walked a few. Then they started insulting the Haitian girls in the, in the, in, in our class. Mm. And I was like, I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not, that's not cool. Don't right. do that. They were like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I like, you're, you're insulting me. They're looking at me. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, that's my mother's people. Don't, don't do that. That's, mm. You're insulting them. You're insulting me. You, right. you basically, you're attacking African, you, you basically, you look ignorant because you're attacking yourself. your people. Yeah, yourself. You know, your yeah. people. And that was one of the things, even even now as an adult, I still get what kind of last name is course you, mm. you know, how did that happen, this, that, and the other. But I take the time to educate. And those that are just, I just say ignorant, yeah. I tell them, you know, you got access to the internet, go research, yeah. you know, stop living in that, you know, that time frame. Right. But okay, so because of our upbringing and because of our parents, I know your father, your father was an educator. So, mm -hmm. did that have a lot of influence on you, like, to want to achieve, I mean, educationally, you want to achieve more, was that more of an influence on you, like, some households, they don't have that opportunity, you know what I'm saying, but we, be, I, I noticed one thing about people that, that are born elsewhere or have parents from different places, they, their motivational level when it comes to education is a lot different. So, okay. do you, do you ever notice that? You really want the honest truth? Yeah, yeah. Be honest. This is what we're doing here. Yeah. Because <laughs> the honest truth, my father scared the crap out of me in regard. Both of them really mm -hmm. scared the crap out of me in regards to education. Like on one end, my dad was like, "If you don't get edu your education, mm -hmm. you're gonna be a bum." And you are gonna, you're gonna have to go and see what it's like to live back home in poverty and and not know what it's, you know, just not know what, you know, you're gonna have to know what it feels like, what mm -hmm. I came from. Yeah. And it was the same similarity to my mother that, you know, look, you know, we may, we might have had, I don't want to say, I don't want to uh, make it look like Haiti and all of Africa's poverty. That's not true. Mm -hmm. But there are some that have, it's called the have, that have more, yeah. and those that don't. And both of them made it very clear that they didn't really come from the haves. So because they didn't come from the haves, it was like, we made the sacrifice, we're here, we're, we're getting this education here mm -hmm. in the United States. It's like unheard of. So you better, you, it's like you better, like, you know, I admire you. You went into the arts. I always wanted to go into the arts. Mm -hmm. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna. You, you've been to my recitals. You know, <laughs> on the stage. 
Yeah, you used I, to do ballet. I wanted, yeah. I wanted ballet, tap, jazz, yeah. you know, you name it. I thought I was supposed to be the next Debbie Allen. No. My father said, I didn't cross the Atlantic Ocean for you to dance. So, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? And then you got my mom who's like, well, you know... It's, it's best for you to go into, you know, something more stable, the sciences. So, you know, I did that. That was something that I was able to see my mother do. I was a volunteer at the bedside with her, and I began to develop a love for nursing. And that's how I kind of thrived into nursing. But now, as you know, everything is kind of like doing a full 360 circle. Every Everything in, in the, all over the whole world is setting itself mm -hmm. so there's no one way to do anything right. so what i'm now doing i work nine to five and i work you know in it's still in the healthcare as a registered nurse but as you know i have my own business so now what my best friend and i used to laugh and joke and then we say are you ready to take the stage mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm ready to take the stage so i'm now creating a platform that allows not only me to take the stage, but to highlight others to take the stage. Right. If you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Because I may not necessarily, you know, be at the point of jumping on a stage and, and doing all kinds of cartwheels or whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm able to take a platform and take, like I said, I call it past the mic, take a mic, rip it, bring that knowledge, and, and that's kind of, but, but as far as education, oh, it, I had no choice. It was like, if you don't do it, you're a failure in my right. eyes. You know, whereas my twins, you know, I'm having that conversation and they're like, you know, ch like, chill, mom. You know, you told us you were under a lot of pressure. Don't put that kind of pressure. So, right. You right. know, so, yeah. So, but you, you, as you, when you're thrusting in education, you, you begin to develop a love for it, especially if it's something that that inspires you and, and makes you want to do. So that's kind of where, that's how I ended up really having to develop my love because I'm telling you, um, I, I thought I was supposed to be a, a choreographer, but, you know, my parents told me no. But in, indeed, <laughs> you know what? And I want to applaud you for all your accomplishments, for real, because I know Thank how you. difficult it can be trying to balance all these things and, and trying to live up to expectations. One thing that, I told myself in the past was I, I just didn't want to live by no one else's expectations. I want to do it my own way, but I also want to structure a foundation so my family can survive even while I'm trying to find my way or what I really want to do, which, which is pretty much entertainment. Okay, So um, with that being said, so we've established the fact that sometimes when you have immigrant parents, your drive is different, right? Your drive is different. Because yeah. they, they push different buttons. And for some reason with immigrant parents, they always, especially the ones coming from, from Haiti or from Africa, they always pushing this thing like you have to be a doctor or a nurse or something like that, right? Because these are the yeah. prominent uh, occupations that they see really yeah. as being prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. so, I mean, so that probably pushed you more into that direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> the bar... You know, the bar is high. Yeah. I don't need to tell you. You know, that bar, some people's bar is like this. Yeah. That bar, that bar could be like up here. 
you get to that bar, that bar is up here. Yeah. You get to that bar, that bar is up here. Right. That bar is constantly, you know, I, I'll give you an example. Like three years ago, I had just had a really nice um, big conference brunch at a Gallatin Hill Golf Course. Had like almost 100 people at the place, da 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 da, whatever. It was really, really went off well. Mm. Here goes my dad. And I told my, your father this, my, my uncle, mm. not too long ago, recently. He says to me, Wouldn't it be nice if you ended up in media? <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, I, I gave you two degrees. I've been in, in administration. Mm. I've gone awards, you know, in, in healthcare, you know, I, I gave you twin identical grandsons. What are you talking about now, mm. media? And he was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice for you to get an Emmy? I was like, where's this Emmy business coming from? And then, you know what, you might not remember, but your, your dad would remember there's a, a cousin of ours, Gracie. She has two Emmys. Mm. She's actually a producer for NBC. Oh, wow. And so he always, See? you know, measuring me up to, mm. I hate to call her name, I, will, I won't say it, but G. <laughs> he, you know, she, he would always mention, measure me up to G. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's her. That's what she wanted to do. She got her Emmys, you know, but here we go. The bar is always set mm -hmm. high. So, yeah, I, and, and there's nothing wrong with setting a bar high, but for me, uh, one of the things that I had to learn in, I would say, in my mid-30s into early 40s, I really struggled with failure. Like, I could not fail, or I could not accept N-O. Like, if you told me no, mm -hmm. that meant no. You told me, you know, I just... I, I just kept on going. But one of the things that I realized as I got into my 40s, um, I had to realize, let go and let God. And not every not every no is a no. Delay is not, you know, the denial. It may not be for the right now. Right. It may be for later on. So I have to say between those two dominant cultures um, who are always moving and shaking and Expecting a lot. It was. Let me tell you, the the kids of today would not be able to handle this, <laughs> that 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 combination. Right. So okay, I like I said, the show. You know, we 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 always talk about black empowerment. We talk about how to make ourselves better as human beings. How to put ourselves together. That regardless where you are living, whether you're in Africa, whether you're in Europe, if you're of this skin right here, my ob my objective is to bring us together so we understand each other a lot more. Um, you being an educator, what what formula would you prescribe like I use to try to get us to start communicating? I, I know this, we're just talking hypothetically. We're, we're making like... We're making this uh, incredible universe, if you know, if I say so, like we could put together an incredible universe where this type of magic can happen. Like, what would we be able to do or what should we do to put each other together like so we can have conversation with each other, so we can try to get to know each other. So it won't be such a boundary like what you talked about in high school that these people were making fun of these people because they, they were born somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what... 
what you think would be the magic formula? So the magic formula, I always say, especially when I do any any um, uh, coaching or any any session I open up with, I always open up with a formula. And um, this formula actually is trademarked. So if anybody wants to go and try to hijack it, um, today is, is February 22nd, 2021. I know where you got it from. So the name of the formula is um, AAE. Hmm. And AAE stands for, number one, you need to activate. So activate the knowledge. Hmm. If if you suffer from a knowledge deficit or you're ignorant about certain information, go and activate the desire to pursue and research. You know, people nowadays really don't have an excuse. They they have access to the Internet. If they don't have access to the Internet at home, They have access to the internet, you know, in the library. They have access, you know, whether it's up certain coffee stations, Starbucks, you know, certain places that have, like, time, time, you know, laptops where you can log on for a few minutes and then log off. Mm -hmm. But activate, activate, activate your knowledge. Activate the desire. Activate the, the, the know, um, you know, you have people like yourself that's the, that's an expert in this area, you know, other people go and research and find out who could I contact. So that's number one, activate. Mm-hmm. Number two is access. So once you activate your knowledge, now you're like, okay, how am I going to access? Mm-hmm. Well, back, back in the 80s and the 70s, the only way you at that time were really getting to Africa without having at the activation of knowing how to, you know, look up flights and look up this, that, and the other usually you had to partner up with somebody that is a, a immigrant, somebody mm-hmm. that was born and raised in Africa, right? Yeah, uh-huh. That was that was how most most people that were American born or, you know, European or whatever the case may be, they were usually if they were not in London or they're not in the UK or, you know, any other European country and they mm-hmm. were here in the United States, they were traveling. So access brings you the ability to activate that now. So access is really finding out, okay, what part of the continent am I going to? Why am I going to that continent? You know, some people have went as far as to do ancestry DNA. Some people have, you know, looked at their last name Mm -hmm. and, and started, you know, going into archives and things like that. So, you know, getting that access then allows people to bridge that gap to say, hmm, you know, they start asking questions. They say, you know, what's the who, the where, the why, the how, and then they go, you know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of my nursing colleagues that are from here, United States, they're now telling me, oh, I belong to, you know, Nigeria or such and such tribe and that. And I think it's beautiful because, you know, I even have my cousins on, on my mom's side they're like, oh, I want to do ancestry DNA. I'm like, I'm not doing a darn thing because, you know, it's coming. For, I, I know where where we're going. But even though it's a beautiful thing for us, but it's a beautiful thing that you're doing right here in regards to bridging the gap is giving access to those that have no knowledge. Because like you mentioned on my uh, platform last week, you said, you know, people have this vision of National Geographic mm-hmm. where, you know, 
men and women are walking around naked with a spear in their hand and they're on a zebra and you know just throwing it and it's yeah. <laughs> the vision is bigger you know bigger than that so that goes back to the access right. because there are let's 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 be real there are places there are tribes that still are doing that right. you know what i'm saying yeah. however that is not all of africa right. like even if you go on netflix right now shout out to whoever all the producers are in in nigeria they have dominated the african culture in netflix and showing how the you know mm-hmm. how the economics and industrialized society how it's it's completely built up it's like you're looking in new york city right you know right. so it's it's beautiful so and then the e stands for elevate and excellence so L E is elevate you should you should always want to be able to rise to the next level so what that means is that where you are today is not going to meet the same person you were 30 days ago Indeed. or two years ago or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You need to constantly elevate. You all constantly have to challenge yourself to have a level of pursuit of excellence. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say is AAE, you know, definitely activate, mm-hmm. definitely gain access, double E, which is for elevate and pursuit of excellence. Yeah. Because my father always said, Whatever you do, you have to pursue it with excellence, you know, and you have to do it with joy in your heart. <laughs> Indeed. In your heart, okay? <laughs> Indeed. So, so yeah. uh, not to cut you off. Uh, um, okay, the other thing that I was going to speak up, just like you said, is it's up to us to do the introduction sometimes. Like, play, you know, things that's not ac- the access that they have access, but if it's it helps a lot more when someone who has knowledge of it really bring them into the fold. So that's basically what we're doing. Um, I'm going to Ghana in April of this year. In the, in the next two months, I'll be in Ghana. So I, I, I've even invited several people to come with me. You know, I've never been to Ghana. The only place okay. I've been in Africa is Sierra Leone. So when I speak okay. of Africa, I don't know all of Africa. I only know most of Africa because of what I study. I study a lot. I read a lot. Um, so, but I'm giving the opportunity to people that just want to have that, that you know, have that um, happen in their life, like to really go see Africa. You know, like I just said, I'm going in, in April of this year. So anyone that wants to go is welcome to contact me, you know, and I'll, I'll give you the information and so forth. Uh, they make it really difficult, I think, when you want to go visit Africa. Besides the, the airfare is high. Then you have to take these shots, you know. And I, I've been there, well, I've been there at least three, four times. I haven't had to use anything, none, none of these shots. Like, you know what I'm saying? And besides that, I was in the military. I go to a lot of places around the world. I've never been exposed to any of these things I'm taking these shots for. But I get it. It's to deter you from going and so forth. Because just like the perfect world we spoke about, what if all black people just decided, like, Okay, we're packing up wherever you are, and we're returning to Africa. We're going to Africa. Just imagine how powerful that would be. How powerful of a people would really would be. I think that's what they might be scared of. That that might be the reason why they make it so difficult to go there. And I understand there are things on the ground that if you wasn't born in that culture, you're not 
you're not going to be accustomed to. As, of course, we're going to talk about there are certain diseases, there are some some harmful so, things that can happen. You know what I mean? So let's. So mm -hmm. you. So if I may interject okay. on that, that note. So I, I don't know if you remember 2019, mm -hmm. the twins went with their right. youth mentorship group, right? Right to Ghana, yeah. So so here we go. So the bill just just to to travel the air flight alone, I spent. Through, between the both of them, three thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. Times for the both both of them. Mm -hmm. Then I later on get a um, a list of vaccinations that they got to get. Mm -hmm. We're talking. I had to kick out six hundred dollars. So six hundred dollars, three hundred dollars each. Yeah. Sorry, three fifty, almost make it four hundred. So eight hundred dollars worth of shots. Then they tell you, um, oh, you're going to have to get some antimalarial uh, drugs for them. And those, the medications, mm -hmm. Kenny, mm -hmm. thank God I work in healthcare. Seven days worth of antimalarial drugs for each was to the tune of $250 each. That would have been $500. Yeah. So quickly, I had to do a, a a reassessment and I was like wait a minute they have this thing called and and people they're watching mm -hmm. it's called good rx g-o-o-d-r-x mm -hmm. if you ever not have any I had medical insurance but I still wanted to see if there was going to be a discount mm -hmm. do you know how much the discount was how much I paid $25 each for those seven pills wow. so a total of $50 so I saved two hundred. Sorry, I I saved four hundred dollars. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good RX. So yes, I I believe it's a deterrent on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's other countries. There's other countries people travel to. Right. Why so many? Why so many shots? Right. Why so many? You know, I I don't know. I, I, I'm not over there. I'm not. I don't belong to the World Health Organization. Mm. I'm not part of, you know, um, you know, United Nation. But I would have a. I do have that question. You know, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah, and 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 like I said, you know, we know it's a deterrent to keep you from going, to keep you from going. You know, I mean, it's so many things that us as Black people been deterred from trying to get to know ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's, that's just another um, entity to keep you from knowing yourself or to keep on rejecting yourself. Because we reject ourselves. That's the reason why we make fun of each other, where we're from, and so forth. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just the thing of not knowing who you are. Because if you really knew who you are, you really knew you were king, you come from a line of, of emperors and, and, and royalty, that everything that exists on this earth only exists because of you, because we actually made it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think you would take things a little more different. You will start taking yourself a little more different and, and your conversation will change. My conversation is different because I don't want to just be up talking to the next guy just talking about sports. I could talk about sports. I watch sports. I love sports. I play sports. Okay? But I think our minds is so much more to offer. We're not using most of our brain power. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to stay in this little box. And everybody's just putting you in there like, I just need to be a thug, a basketball player, a rapper, whatever. Nah, there's so much more that you have to offer. 
You know what I'm saying? So we have to get out of this mind frame like we can't be nothing else or we got to be what um, television or the radio is dictating us to be. You know what I mean? And like yeah. I said, I think that was the beautiful thing about us having immigrant parents because we were exposed to different things, you know? Oh, you're welcome, Sajad Bakker. Yeah. Yeah, yes, that, one, one of my strong supporters. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. I just tell people, you know, leave me alone with that ignorant mess. I don't have, you know, if you want to be educated, come, come say, wow, I didn't know, I, you know, I would love to learn more. But when you, when you hit me up with the ignorance, I don't have time for it. So I feel you, cuz. Well, it was, I don't want to keep you too long. I, I wish, you know, I wish yeah. we, we had more time. We do. You can always come back anytime you want to. But I don't want to keep you because I know you're getting off of work. You got to go attend to the kids and so forth. So, but I want to thank you for being on here. And if you don't mind, give the people your, you know, your platform um, addresses. Also, you, you know, you and our sorority, right? Yeah, I okay. belong to two. Yeah, right. and give, give a shout out to them because, you know, while I was in college, I was trying to pledge. I didn't know who to go to. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not that I believe in some of the stuff. I'm going to be real. You know, I thought, I, I think Africanism is everything. I think the Greeks stole everything that we have. So sometimes it's hard for me to accept those things, but I know how the culture is. So I was, I was really trying to see how that was, you know, so I can expand my mind and get into it. But I didn't have um, I didn't have the person to really like walk me into that. Yeah, you can always you what offline. This is obviously that conversation offline. But you, I mean, you now have I believe you have two degrees now, right? I thought I saw mm -hmm. you have a master's degree. I'm, now, I'm, right? I'm finishing my master's right now. Yeah. Okay, you're finishing up your master's. So yeah. yeah, you still have you still have time if that's something you want. If that's put it this way, if that's in your heart. You know, I tell you, like my father said, if it's mm. joy in your heart, then you, you have time to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, shout out to um, Kaitafai Nursing Sorority. That's my nursing sorority that was established um, at Howard University back in October 16th, 1932. And definitely a shout out to uh, my uh, global uh, sorority, which is Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Put, put that sign what it what it look like? What that sign look like? <laughs> it was um, founded on January 13th, 1913. And um, I'm really honored and humbled to be a part of both of those wonderful uh, organizations because both organizations have such a uh, plethora of history, um, black women that are just doing the darn thing. I mean, they are really making impact and waves in all industries, um, in all areas. And, and they're all, you know, we're all connected. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. So like I said, I will encourage you if that is something that is joy in your, like daddy would say, uncle would say in your heart, mm. um, pursue it because uh and that's it to be honest with you that's how um the the twins ended up going to ghana it's not because i i haven't been to africa they actually their father belongs to um kappa alpha Psi fraternity incorporated so they're um they're basically junior they call them kappa leaguers so mm. that that whole kappa leaguer group 
went to Ghana. And it was it was nice. And they have they have pictures. I told them, I said, Look, I haven't been, I said, but I look forward to being going to Sierra Leone. Yeah. But I thank you yeah. so much. This December. Yeah. This December. Anybody taking the trip, we're going in December this year. Yeah. So I have to get so if that's the if that's the plan, I gotta get my coins right for all three of us. I gotta get my shots right. I gotta get my passport right. I gotta get a lot of things right. Right. Before, um, before, because I, I have a, I don't know, I have this strong feeling. Remember, we talked about Idris last week. Yeah, I have a feeling before you even get there, you or Zanubu is, is going to make the connection. So, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Idris, Idris is there. He's there when I'm there around that time in December. So we'll definitely cross paths. We crossed paths last time when I was there. So. It's a great possibility I'll see him again. And, and like I said, my, my, my man, Shadow Boxer, that's his right-hand man. He's always with him. So it's always access to, to that man. And, um, you know, I, I praise him for same, doing a lot of stuff. Is that, is that the same one that made the song Confidential? Yes, he, yes. That's Shadow Boxer okay. and Idris, yeah. So enough respect okay. to them. And I know we'll cross paths, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, definitely, cuz. Thanks for being here. Please share your yeah, social media. Let me just give my um how to reach out to me. So on IG, I'm Nurse Exec Innovations. You can just go to um, KG Salon official page today and see Nurse Exec Innovations. Mm-hmm. Or you can catch me on my Facebook page, which is Nurse Exec Innovations. I, I'm hoping to relaunch my website sometime um, next month. So... Look out for me. Check out, you know, Pass the Mic. I do a lot of um, uh, interviews with experts. I, I particularly, I interview people of all, you know, uh, nations and cultures, but I particularly focus on our black folks, if you know what I mean. So have a great evening. Thank you for tuning in. And God bless. Take care, cuz. Thank all you, right. cousin. I appreciate you being here. God bless. Love you. All right. Take care. Love you. All right. Later. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. I appreciate you being here. This KG Salon Bridge in the Gap. I'll see you next Monday. Next Monday, got a real special, another special guest for you, Mr. Tone Next. If you don't know Tone Next, get real familiar. He'll be coming in. So please join in with me 4 p.m. every Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. This is your man, KG Salon Bridge in the Gap. One love. Peace.